share with me and get to know me. Working within it so that you can trust You gotta them. be able to produce things. And I'll tell you why that production is so important. But before we go that, how do you use those two pieces of equipment? You- success is not necessarily financial, but success is when you feel fulfilled in what you're doing. And then to other women, they need to know their value, their worth. But, but I believe um, everything that you put your mind to and you achieve is success. Give us um, all the stuff. Okay, I'll answer all 16 of those questions right now. I started uh, in the music business at Sony while I was still... My name is Renee Hastings, and I'm your host of Renee Speaks. Y'all, today's guest is going to knock your socks off. She is a TEDx speaker, international best-selling author, and coach to parents of college-bound students. Our guest today inspires, educates, and equips parents to take an active role in supporting their children to live a life of financial freedom. Her mission is to flip the student debt statistic in the United States. And as a 20-year homeschool veteran, she has homeschooled her two children from pre-K all the way through high school using her proprietary repeatable strategy, they attended their first choice college on 17 scholarships, exceeding $199,000. Y'all, walking out of college with cash in hand, her children were set. They got paid to go to college. Our guest says, that you can keep your money and send your kids to college on other people's cash. That college does not have to be a debt sentence. Y'all join me in welcoming Denise Thomas! Well, hey, Renee, thank you so much for bringing me on. I'm excited to share with your audience. This subject is so important, especially now in this economy that we're living in. People don't know what is happening, what's going to happen from one day to the next, and they still got kids to put through college. So this topic could not be more timely. I'm so excited. I can't even stand it. So so why don't you go ahead and, and tell us all about how you got started, what this journey looked like for you and how we can kind of follow in your footsteps. Oh, I'd love to. Thank you so much. I'm going to start by saying that we were your average upper middle class family. We had just built our house that we thought we would retire in, you know, probably about, um, I'm going to go with maybe about 
six years or so prior to my daughter starting college. And we thought we were set. Everything was just coming up roses, really. You know, it was great. And then my husband was laid off from a job he had been with for 15 years. Oh, no. Now, to his credit and to, you know, God or the universe, whatever you want to call it, as he's coming down the elevator after getting laid off with his, you know, box in hand, leaving the company, he gets a phone call from another company asking for him to come work for them. He didn't even put it out into the world that he had lost his job. Right. Wow. And uh, so I, I guess he probably didn't feel quite as bad about coming home to tell me, honey, I lost my job, but Oh, by the way, we got another one. Right, right. Right. So we were cool. Right. So Nice. You can at least breathe. <laughs> That's awesome. But um, that was going to be short-lived because he got laid off again uh, a few months later. But about the same time, the stock market crashed. And we all know what that looks like. Yes. Um, it was scary. You know, uh, I, I things were going on in the world that, you know, you, you live your own little life. You're not really paying attention mm -hmm. to everything else in the world and the economy, not, you know, yeah, you pay attention to what's happening at the grocery store for yourself. Right. But when it comes to world events and how those can play a part in your personal finances, none of us were taught that. Right. It's right. just doesn't come to the forefront. Right. Right. So now we pay the bills. I mean, it's just one of the things that we do. I don't care how much or how little you've got in the bank you pay your bills on time. That's how we, we were brought up. So right. with what was left in the savings and what was left in the stock market, we continued paying the mortgage and we did have the house on the market, but it wasn't selling because everything had gone to hell in a handbag at the same time. Right. So at this point in time, there was a moment when I realized money's running out. Mm. We can't keep this up forever. And we had no choice but to declare bankruptcy. We had just enough left to hire a bankruptcy attorney and buy a lawnmower and trailer and mow lawns to put food on the table. Wow. The bankruptcy was liquidation. If you could touch it, it was sold. Books, toys, furniture, Christmas decorations, pots and pans. You know, we've all attended garage sales or even had some back in the day, mm -hmm. but having strangers come into your home and making an offer on the pot I was cooking my dinner in. Oh, Renee, that's oh. a whole different feeling. Oh, I can imagine. Oh my word. Oh my. You word. know, it, it was really a difficult time for us. And it, you know, of course it didn't happen overnight. This took, you know, a series of, of months, almost a year to come to that point. Uh, but it was really difficult. And what made it even more so was that because the house was going into foreclosure, we had to move into a small apartment, which meant our two dogs had to go. Oh, and now, they're part of the family. They are. You know, if, if you're dog or cat people, these are your furry family members. It's really difficult to part with them uh, for a reason like that. So mm -hmm. I'll never forget my kids running into the house crying as our two dogs were driven away by their new owner. Oh. 
Gosh, that's tough. Tough. You know, and I'm sure the kids were thinking at the time, what, what, you know, why are we selling my stuff, right? It's because mm-hmm. they're kids. They, they didn't quite understand what was happening in the family. Right. Well, a few months after being in this apartment, it suddenly hit me that my daughter was starting high school. College is going to be next. Right. For sure. This, right. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, there's there's no savings left. There's no 401k to borrow against, no house to borrow equity from. Right. And then I realized that bankruptcy, that means we can't co-sign for student loans. Oh, no. You know, we, we hear this a lot about it. You know, every two years it becomes a political football, student loan debt, really high, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But what they don't tell you is that your kids can only get this much in loans without a co-signer. Guess who that co-signer is? That's parents and grandparents. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, this this greatly affects your buying power. It is literally 100% your debt when you co-sign for your kids. Right. Absolutely. Right. So, so you're in the, you know, you're in your forties thinking, I think I'll buy a boat. (laughs) You know, let's go on that European vacation. We wanted to do all our lives. Right. Right. Um, But this is going to significantly affect some decisions that you make for your own family. Absolutely. So I started doing the research at that point because that was my moment of desperation. Mm. You see, when our kids were growing up, they always heard when you go to college, not mm. if you go to college. Right. It's not an option. Not an option. That That's a foregone conclusion. I grew up that way as well. I, I actually watched my dad graduate from college when I was about 10 years old. So from wow. that point forward, hello, we were all going to college. Nobody <laughs> right. talked about how you're going to pay for it. But, you know, that's a whole different ball game, right there. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Absolutely. So at this point, that's when I started researching. There has to be a way. And what I found out is that 70% of college students graduate with some amount of student loans. Right. Right. I can do the math. That means 30% are graduating debt-free. What are they doing that they're not telling us about? Right. Sure, you're going to have those families who just come out of pocket and pay for it. Maybe they've scrimped and saved. Maybe they make a hundred thousand on a weekend. Doesn't matter. But some Mm -hmm. portion parents are covering the amount. However, with that remaining 30%, the vast majority of parents firmly believe that, Oh, my kid has great GPA, great test scores. They'll get a scholarship. Um, Oh, student athletes, they get a scholarship. Oh, right. I'm destitute. You know, you have no money. You, you you can go to college for free. These are the things we have been led to believe for the last three decades. Yeah. However, every one of those is a myth. Every what? one of those is a myth. Yeah. All right. I, I, I keep talking. <laughs> I need to know more because those, those are my beliefs. <laughs> I mean, you know, and, and it's what's, And I'll be honest with you, that is one of the hardest things that I have to deal with 
with bringing families into my ecosystem is for them to fully understand that it's the beliefs they have that are going to keep their kids in student debt. Changing that mindset, changing those beliefs so that they understand that, you know, we've been lied to for the last three decades. And maybe it was on purpose, maybe not. But at the same time, it just is. There, there are certain things that are working against us, against everyone. And you have to change your mind about these things. First of all, if you've got a kid who's a student athlete and in your mind you're thinking, oh, sure, he'll pay, play for college ball. Hun, those kids were picked out at age eight. Mm. So if you've got a 12-year-old, a, you know, a, a 14 or 15-year-old that you think is going to play college ball and get on scholarship, mm-mm, wow. likely not going to happen. We need to, we need to work a different strategy. Right, right. And, uh, you know, families do tend to think the first time they hear me speak, they think that, oh, well, you know, you had no money. You went bankrupt. Your kids got those scholarships because you had no money. No. Mm -hmm. You see, by the time our kids were winning that 17 scholarships, we had built that lawn care company to six figures. Wow. It took like less than a couple of years to get back up to six figures. So no, mm -hmm. that wasn't why. And no, they're not geniuses. I'm going to put that myth aside <laughs> right there too. Okay. Yeah. Um, literally half of the money they won, $100,000 worth did not ask for GPA or test scores. Wow. Wow. And here I thought that was a prerequisite. Like that was like an automatic that they had to have really good GPAs. There's money out there for everyone, you know, mm -hmm. and when I was looking at these, at these details, at, at what, what is it that makes this work for people, for the few that are out there that it's working for? Because, yeah, there's a lot of opportunities. There's a lot of money available. There's 1.8 million scholarships available every year, totaling $23 billion with a B wow. given away every single year. So there's, there's some serious chunk of change out there. Yeah. So how do you find it? And then how do you win it, right? Right. So right. I was looking at what this 30% were doing. What is it that makes this work? Yes, if you've got some money, you can put some money into your kids' education. But I'm going to get to that in just a minute. Okay. What I was trying to do, though, is to figure out what else is there, because we're just getting started again. We're just building up our income. We're just building up our 401k and our savings again. And here we are in our 40s, right? Wow. So um, now what? What else are these kids doing? And what's interesting is that I did find some commonalities that seem to be working for all of them. Hmm. So I put together for my own kids, I said, well, look, if, if A, B, and C sounds logical, let's just do what sounds logical. Let's do right. what logically might impact college acceptance and winning scholarships. That was my game plan. That was it. That, right. was, that was the entire game plan. Let's, let's find out what everyone else is doing that's making this work. And let's see if we can figure out how to make this work for our kids, who, by the way, again, they're not geniuses. <laughs> right. But I mean, like the, the, the groundwork had already been set. Like 
someone else has already done this. So basically find out what they're doing. And, and exactly. And yeah. what was interesting about it is that there were, there were a lot of little things that I think a lot of people disregard. Uh, another myth that we hear a lot, what are colleges looking for? They're looking for the jack of all trades, the well-rounded student. No, they're not. Well, what are they looking for? Yeah, they were looking for that three decades ago. So today, <laughs> it, it just it just it takes forever. It seems for what's happening to to get to where the mindset of others understand it. Mm -hmm. For example, they're looking for three things. They want to know, will your kid pass and graduate? So yes, okay. their GPA and test scores counts for that. And the okay. course rigor. So there's definitely some, some features that they need to have. Got they it. want to know, how will your kid fit into the campus community? Hmm. How will they contribute? If you think about it, colleges have, they, they could have 300 or more campus clubs or organizations to fill. Right. They are building their new freshman class. Mm. So where does your kid fit into this freshman class? They don't need 1,500, 2,000, 4,000, however many kids they're going to be entering into their freshman class. They don't need that many valedictorians. Right. They need one. one. Okay. <laughs> right. Uh -huh. They can only have one student body government president, so to speak, for their school, right? Right. But they've got all these clubs they have to fill. So now what? So they mm -hmm. are looking for kids who play chess, who do martial arts, who play baseball, but maybe they're not good enough for the college team, or maybe the college doesn't even have a baseball team, but they have intramural sports right. on the college campus. They need kids who will likely do that. And all the other 300 plus opportunities that colleges offer. So where does your kid fit, right? So that's number two. Number three is what kind of an alumni will you be? How will your adult life reflect back on your alma mater? Mm. Wow. And although that might sound like a, you know, well, how do they figure that out? Trust right. me. Right. I'm thinking like, how do you know? I'm just a kid. <laughs> right. But they have they have decades of reviewing these applications. They can see in your black and white application what type of adult you're going to be. They have the experience to know, well, if they have this, you know, X, Y, and Z, this, this, and this, they will likely do X, Y, and Z for their alma mater, like as in giving back, you know, as an right. alumni, uh, right. as they're older, they're looking for, you have to remember this too, they're also looking for the next Elon Musk or the next president of the United States. The next right. person they can put on their website, guess who went here? Right. Okay. Right. And so they're so trying to make, make them proud. Yeah. yeah. They, they, want to, they want to have somebody on their list that, went to their school, that graduated there, that they can hype in their advertisements. So mm -hmm. we can't always predict if a child is going to be accepted by a college based on all of those factors, because think about it, 
if a if a college has already accepted 40 kids who play chess, they may be done with that. Right. <laughs> what else you got? Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So although they're not looking for the jack of all trades, it's nice if you have more than just one thing, one area of focus, have two that is obvious that your kid might participate in that on the college campus. It, it's just really it's it's a game. You know, you're playing this this uh, it's kind of like a dating game, I guess you could call it. You know, we're trying to match right. up some things here. Right. Yeah. Who's going to fit best? Who's going to be the best fit? Who's going to you know, fill it, fill in the void that exactly you know, so if, XYZ, if the chess club already has 40 people and the, you know, rugby club only has 10, you know. Yeah. And they're going to need more. Rugby? And the same <laughs> is true. Right. With, same yeah. is true with college majors. You know, if, if they've already accepted enough kids to cover that particular college major, you know, most colleges, when you uh, fill out that application, you're listing, your first choice and second choice, maybe even your third choice of college major in some mm -hmm. cases. So they're looking at that as well, thinking that there's some, some overlap or some possibilities to, you know, maneuver you around because they, again, they're looking for not just, are you going to pass and graduate? Where do you fit? But what kind of an alumni will you be? Got so you. when I was looking at this for my own kids and I started implementing this, in late middle school, by the way, there were right. things that we did from as early as probably seventh grade that made an impact on the results going forward with college acceptance and winning all of these scholarships. Okay. So what, so how can parents then, so speaking of starting at such an early age, what can they do from that early age to prepare for uh, their college, their children's child's college education or, and while still pursuing their own business goals. That's right. And, you know, you have to remember as a business owner, one of the things that, that we're doing, you understand as a business owner, you understand marketing you understand branding for your, your brand, for your company. Absolutely. Well, we're doing the same thing in cracking the code to free college with your children. We are marketing your teen to the college. We are creating your child's personal brand. Mm. And if you think about, you know, there are certain people in life that you may attend a, you know, a small uh, uh, intimate party or, or gathering, but there's a person who walks in the room. And when that individual walks in the room, everyone just kind of stops mm. because they are, this is the person who commands the room. Right. They right. have that confidence. Um, they, they make everyone feel good when they, they're around them. You know, that is part of your personal brand. Right. And we have to train our kids with these things earlier in life. And a lot of parents are missing this. Um, There's a lot of things that are missing uh, when it comes to preparing both for college acceptance and financially. For example, right. we've we all hear things about, you know, start saving early, start a 529 savings account from the moment your kids are born. Right. Sure. That's how right. many are actually doing it, right? <laughs> right. Because right. they think, oh, we've got years, we've got time, we've got time, we can save. And then before you know it, like you said, they're in seventh grade, eighth grade, 
getting ready to go into high school. And it's like, oh, dang, we have like no money saved up for this child. Yeah, 100%. Now, what do we do? What do, we yeah. do? And, and I'll tell you, I've, I've seen parents ask, is it too late? And their kid is a sophomore in high school or a junior. It's never too late because yeah. whatever income you're getting off of the funds, you know, in your 529, it's growing tax deductible. Cause I don't care if it's just for a year and your kid is starting college or because you can keep putting that money in there throughout college and continue using yeah. those funds throughout. So you're not, you know, totally screwed if you wait quote too long. Mm -hmm. So even if it's just a year or two from now, go ahead and get started on that. Right. And yeah. here's the really cool part. If your teen wins a scholarship, you can withdraw that exact scholarship amount from your 529 without any penalty. Hmm. So you lose that money just because your kid wins umpteen scholarships. Right. But the reason why you would pull it out of the 529, though, would be to go with the scholarship. Is that? Well, here's the, the thing. The 529s are intended for only educational purposes. Right. And now if your kid doesn't go to college, OK, yeah, we kind of have a problem. But it's right. not it's a temporary problem, not a lifelong problem, because that 529 can continue to grow. It can be used for other siblings. It can be used for other relatives. It can be used for your grandkids. There's, there's other rules and regulations where that 529 can still be used for education, even if that one child you thought was going to be using it ends up not using it because they don't go to college at all. Got it. You know, its purpose right. is for education, higher education. So mm -hmm. let's say if, um, if Johnny doesn't go to college mm -hmm. and you have socked away a good sizable amount in your 529, but we've got little Susie coming up a few years later. Well, you can use it for Susie, use it for her. Right. right? And the whole point of the 529 is so that there's no penalties with withdrawing the money that you're, you can, you withdraw it without any penalties, as long as it's the money's the checks being written to the college, so to speak. Okay. It's mm -hmm. covering college expenses. Right. Got now, this really isn't any different than being a younger, I say young, like under, I think it's 55 or something, uh, a younger adult with your, five, your, 529, your, your 401k, your, um, your Roth IRA, let's say, right. you know, there, there are certain investment accounts that you're kind of penalized if you withdraw it too early. Yes, and that penalty tends to be about 10%, give or take. Mm -hmm. Same is true for the 529. Okay, got you. You can take the money out for other things, buy a car, buy a second home, whatever. But you're going to yeah. pay that 10% penalty Absolutely. along the way. So you, you'd rather not. Mm -hmm. But then there are opportunities that you're like, well, I can't pass that up. That's where my money is. And it's tied up. And I'll take the 10% hit. It's entirely, mm -hmm. it's not like, it's not like the government is hanging on to your money in that bank account. They're not, mm -hmm. it's still your money. It's just right. that there are rules that you have to follow. Right. 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 So, you have to decide whether that is worth it. Yeah. Is it exactly. worth it? Exactly. Do the math. Right. Right. So yeah. the other thing that parents need to understand too, when it comes to what you can do is that college scholarships actually begin as early as kindergarten. 
Now, there's not so, a lot of money in the elementary grades, but there is money available that young. So you just have to be able to apply no matter what age your child is, you just have to apply, apply. Correct. So, so then Denise, tell us then, what are some key resources or tools that you recommend to parents to help educate themselves about where all these, these things are, where this money is? Well, obviously, you know, uh, shameless plug here, get on my email list. Okay. <laughs> There's resources okay. available. Well, and tell us where that, how do we get on your email list? Tell us all the stuff. <laughs> uh, so do we just go to your website and, uh, and sign up? Get on the, yeah, well, there's definitely, there's all kind of resources available for free on my website. Um, but we will give you a link in just a few moments. There is a specific resource that, that is available through me. You can't necessarily easily find it by just rummaging through the website because it's specifically to business owners. It's called The Business of Paying for College. The Business of Paying for College. How business owners and six-figure earners get free college for their kids. So oh, this that. resource will help you out that. with some of the details as your kids are growing up and while your kids in, are in college, what are some of the things I can do as a business owner that will help, you know, save a few dollars here and there, uh, get some tax benefits some tax credits that most parents are not aware of, believe it or not. Um, yeah. So, so that's something that, you know, you can, everybody needs to get for sure. Uh, right. In addition, yeah, that's pulled up here, the business of paying awesome. for college that's on your website. And um, so how uh, we can get free college for, for kids. And Absolutely. that also helps us to, when we sign up for this, it puts us on your mailing list and then we'll exactly. get access to more free uh, resources and tools. And, you know, some, some families will say, well, you know, what's too early? Mm-hmm. Considering scholarships begin in kindergarten, it's never too early. Right? It really isn't. Yeah. I mean, seriously, yeah. you can start now. And, and I've I've teach at conferences all the time, and I've seen parents pass by my booth, and they'll you know at the conference booth, and they will look at my banner that talks about scholarships, and they will literally keep walking. On occasion, because they think it's too early. On occasion, they'll say, oh, my kid's not old enough yet. Really? How old are your kids? Oh, I've got a six and seven year old. They can both be applying for scholarships today. And wow. their jaw drops because nobody knows <laughs> this. Mine. No. <laughs> exactly. What? Well, <laughs> but you know, that yeah, this is. I know we got to wrap up here uh, on Renee Speaks. We're going to continue this conversation on Renee Speaks Golden Nuggets, which is only on 100 TV Network. So I definitely want people, though, here on Renee Speaks, so to be able to get in touch with you because this information is so valuable and they have to stay in touch with you. So how do we reach you? Well, getting on that list is the best thing you can do because now you've got my email. You can always reply to any email if you have questions. Uh, I do offer some opportunities throughout the year, not a heck of a lot, uh, but mm -hmm. there are some opportunities for open Q&As. There's opportunities for uh, challenges and things like that. My website is getaheadoftheclass.com. That's getaheadoftheclass.com because we want your kid to be ahead of everyone else when it comes to getting free money for college. Keep your money in your investments. 
send your kids to college on other people's cash. Awesome. I love it. Well, Denise, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for helping us parents get our children through college and our grandchildren through college. This is like, like I said, completely invaluable. Totally appreciate your time and cannot wait to continue this conversation only on 100 TV network. Thank you, Renee. Find a it's like a multi-million dollar business of your journey. Moments in time to make an impact. One a little bit better. So when it comes to laundry, you were made for something great. So go and be awesome. 